Do you have questions about your retirement? Most of us do, right? And did you know that estate planning is not just for the ultra wealthy? It's for all of us. Steve Hoyle, host of Retire Texas Style, can help you create an income plan for life as well as protect your family and your assets. Hear more about Steve, his team, and his strategies Sunday afternoons at 3 and Tuesday evenings at 6, right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. 805, this is the Todd and Oz Show. I'm Patrick Osborne, joined today and tomorrow and Friday by the great Brad Swale. Todd Jeffrey's out, uh, but uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, we're talking before the break about uh, this situation uh, with uh, the, the Connect the Grid Act. Uh, Greg Kassar, former Austin councilman, uh, is uh, wanting to uh, connect the grid to the east, to the west. And uh, he basically, he claims it would be more economical. It would it would prevent us from uh, blackouts. And uh, and ultimately, it's just, a, it's, it's a better thing uh, for the state. Uh, 512-836-0590 is the number. Uh, let's go to uh, Fort Worth. Jim wants to weigh in this. Jim, we appreciate you waiting through the break there. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, Jim. Hey, I'm retired. I have time. You got time. Well, thanks. We, we do appreciate it. Up there in Fort you Worth, know, the great city of Fort Worth. You know, with what our representatives are doing, they're spending $1.7 trillion more than we're taking in right now every year. Why would you want to give any more control to the federal level? Why can't we keep stuff? We're 50 independent states. Everything elevates to a federal level instantly, and there, it's it's destroying this nation. We we need to control our own state, and if they they got a problem, they can take care of it. We can take we got enough people in this country in this state to take care of any problems we've got. Yeah, yeah. And it, when, it, when it elevates to a federal level, there's nothing but problems. Yeah, and and that's what that's one of those, uh, the consequences that uh, uh, Doug Lewin, energy analyst here in Austin, uh, I saw he talked to the uh, San Antonio Express News, and he says some of those consequences: major slowdowns from added federal regulations while building new generation yeah. or transmission lines at a time when Texas demand for power is still growing, uh, and and then of course you know they're they're it's going to be just ungodly expensive. It will not be easy for us at all. I I, th- I think this is a no. horrible idea. I'm with you 100, percent Jim. It's about control. Look what they've done to the border. Why would we want to let them take our grid? Yeah. yeah. Hell, just tell them we'll get a job and pay some of the bills they're wanting us to pay. <laughs> if only. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's not what we want. It's what Greg Kassar and the the, uh, the representatives up in Congress is what they want, what they benefit from, right? They They well, get more control. They get more power. They get more money if this goes through. And you and I... I mean, hopefully people stand up. Hopefully people in, in Greg Kassar's district say, no, we don't want that, but I'm not too hopeful. That's the root of the problem, though. The government is me and you. It's we, the people. I, I write my senators all the time and representatives. I said, look, when you stand up running for office and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you're just a representative. You're our mouthpiece. You represent what most of the people want, not what you want. And that's what... So the whole thing's skewed, and it needs to get back to we the people. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more, Jim. We uh, we absolutely do. Unfortunately, I think we got a long road until we uh, we finally 
get back to that point. But uh, you make fine points, and uh, thanks so much for weighing in. We really appreciate it. Have a great day, my friend. 512-836-0590 is the number. We'd love to hear from you as well. Do you think this uh, Connect the Grid Act is uh, just a, a bad deal for Texas? Or would you like to see this? I mean, I will say that uh, it, it would increase, based on, on some studies, from the current 1,200 megawatts of interconnected power to more than 4,000 megawatts. Uh, so obviously, you know, you would have some more there, but at, but at what cost? You know, our autonomy would be gone. It would not be more. It would it, it would not be more affordable for us in the long run. I don't think. Greg Cassar doesn't care about your autonomy, Patrick. Come on, well, he doesn't. Of course, he doesn't. He's a Marxist. That's true. Autonomy should not exist in Marxism. You, you, yes. Hive mind is all that matters, That's right? right. Uh, Jim brought up, uh, you know, the, the he made, he made mention uh, reference to the border, and obviously, uh, it, it's still a massive issue. Uh, we've got Joe Biden and Donald Trump both going to be visiting the border tomorrow. Uh, Trump's going to be in Eagle Pass. Biden's going to be in Brownsville. And portions of the southern border, not uh, apparently, uh, some reports, not seeing as many illegal immigrants crossing right now. Yes, down along the river at this very place, Camp Monument, where I was standing, throwing rope to the middle of the river to migrants, some of whom drowned and lost their lives because they couldn't stop it at the time. But now, with miles of razor wire and reinforcements, that has indeed stopped. Texas DPS has gone from life savings to stopping the crossings, along with coordination with Border Patrol, who are here as well. But many of the tragic consequences are still being felt of many who have illegally crossed and were released into the U.S. Nothing more prominent now than the tragic murder of Lakin Riley, that University of Georgia nursing student. Fox Newsman Griff Jenkins there. I, you know, I, I, it's not the first time in recent weeks that I've heard reports that numbers are down of, of illegal crossings. And yeah, I, w- I would imagine the razor wire, at least there in Eagle Pass, has something to do with it. But, you know, it is an election year. This has been an absolute debacle for Joe Biden. He's losing support left and right. Is it entirely out of, and again, I don't want to sound like, you know, conspiracy theorist, but it's entirely out of the question that perhaps there, there could have been some conversations had between the White House and the Mexican government saying, hey, listen, could you help us out a little bit? Just try to help us stem the flow of this so it doesn't look so bad for me for right now, at least until November, and then you can let them all flow back over. Well, I mean, didn't Mayorkas or whoever, didn't he go down there back in December to, to talk to the Mexican government and, and try to encourage them to help with this, right? Yep. And I think the Mexican government said that you need that we need to spend more on foreign aid. That's right. Places like Cuba or Haiti and all these other places so that they don't do it. But he, he wanted to extort us out of business. It's an extortion right yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, also, we were talking before this about the possibility of connecting Texas to the national power grid. Greg Kassar wants to make that happen. Uh, and there's been some talk about that. Uh, let's head to South Austin real quick. Jeannie has uh, some thoughts on this as well. Good morning to you, Jeannie. Morning, guys. Um, I just want to let y'all know that about 9.22 on Monday night, our electricity went out. We live in between Detmar and Slaughter off Manchac. Um, and then this morning at 5.30 a.m., uh, it went out again. I haven't called the city yet to find out what's going on. Uh, it, it, it wasn't uncomfortable. We weren't out for long. But, you know, it's weird you're talking about this grid thing, and I, and I, I don't... I don't. I think I, I. I just don't know what I feel about it, but I feel that maybe I, I'm open to, to connecting. I, and only I was worried uh, when it went out Monday. I thought, well, maybe it's because it's really hot right now. And I thought we haven't even hit a hundred degrees. Yeah, um, I, G- Jeannie. I mean, it sounds. I mean, I. You know, I. I it, power goes out sometimes locally. I think that's probably a local problem. Maybe this morning that with all the gusty winds, maybe a, a power line hit a tree branch or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's anything to do with the the grid itself. Uh, the grid seems uh, the grid is stable at the moment. I don't know that Greg Kassar's bill connecting ERCOT 
connecting the Texas grid to one of the other two national grids, I don't think that's going to stop your, you know, what's going on with you personally right now. The city-run oh, utility, okay. I think, I think is really where the issue lies for you. If it were grid, it would be you and a whole lot of us also in the dark. Uh, you know, and Austin Energy in recent years has a really poor history of, of keeping the lights on. 816, Todd Nasho, Patrick Osborne, and Brad Swale uh, in for Todd Jeffries this week. And before the break, uh, having some good conversation about the possibility of connecting Texas Power Grid to the east or west grids. This is something that uh, Greg Kassar and his Marxist pal, AOC, would love to see happen. They would love Texas autonomy to go away in any and every way possible. And, and here's a great, a great way, right? Uh, I, I think uh, Pablo Vegas with ERCOT was, was kind of teeing off on Kassar and this whole idea uh, this week. Um, he, Pablo Vegas with Urca, he says it doesn't always work the way Kassar wants. He said, for example, during a storm, uh, neighbors need extra power too. DC ties are needed the most. Oftentimes, weather events are affecting areas adjacent to Texas as well. And he says this would absolutely not be the safety net that Kassar claims it's going to be. While there may be times when there could be an opportunity to transfer power in during those peak periods, those periods are likely the periods of time when there would be less available supply to move across those lines. And oftentimes, energy prices here in Texas are going to be cheaper than other states. And Vegas says, you know, connecting to other grids, just going to raise those prices. Uh, uh, 512-836-0590 is our number here. We'd love to hear from you. Do you want this grid uh, connected to the national grid, or do you want to keep it the way it is? Uh, Art is in Taylor. He's got some thoughts on this. Good morning to you, Art. Hey, Art. Good morning, gentlemen. I think this is uh, the rest of the country and Greg Kassar looking at the golden goose in Texas, uh, the way we produce energy. There's a lot of states out there that are regulating uh, the amount of energy that they can produce. They're shutting plants. A lot of the blue states with their green energy regulations, they're like, we can cut. We don't have to worry about production. Let Texas do that. And when we need it, they're there. They're they're the bank. And with our the storms that we had, the ice storms, especially the first one in 2021, it was because of the wind generators in West Texas, the pumps freezing, you know, because we rely on so much of our grid more than any other state in the nation for wind power. Um, those are the reasons. And if we need power, uh, you know, it, it may be minimal to us if we get it from another state, but they're having the same storm as us. So whether they can provide it or not, but I just see this as a boon for the other states that don't want to produce energy and want to close plants and just put it off on Texas because we're the backup. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense to me. And, and uh, I mean, it's only going to get – it would only get worse for us. I think that, they, uh, you know, exactly. as, as you've got these other states who, like you say, you know, they'd look at us as, as their meal ticket for energy, we would get nothing in return. Greg Kassar says we would get more reliability. But as far as I'm concerned, the grid's pretty reliable. Has been except for 2021. Uh, yeah, I think so. You know? It has, and it- and for the lady that called previously to me, you know, Greg Kassar and their act is not going to stop the wind. It's not going to stop the, the heat. Uh, if, you know, if a, the wind blows a branch down, there's nothing that uh, New Mexico or Arizona electric supply is going to do. They can supply the electricity, but yeah. if the line is down because a branch hits it, it doesn't, you still can't get electric. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, Art, we appreciate your, uh, your your thoughts on this this morning. Take care and have a great day. Give us a call anytime. 512-836-0590 is our number here. Let's uh, stay in, Taylor. Garrett also has some thoughts on this great issue. Morning, Garrett. Hey, Garrett. Yeah, I was just uh, – I grew up in eastern New Mexico, and I was just going to say that there has actually been a project that was in the works, but it's been canceled. It was called the Tres Amigos uh, Superstation, and it was supposed to connect all three energy uh, 
interconnects together, but it's finally been canceled. I guess different ones have uh, dropped out over the years, and they finally just canceled the whole thing. So this is not something new that they're trying to do. And yeah. I, it sounds to me like what happened to you in New Mexico was uh, pretty much what we could what probably happen to us here. Well, I mean, really? I live down here now, but, I mean, it was just supposed to be – the theory was great to connect all the inter, uh, the grids together, but it just never – materialized like they intended it to i guess yeah 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 i mean greg Cassar doesn't want to he, he doesn't want your electricity more reliable he wants to control how how what where your electricity comes from he wants it to come from from wind and from solar and other unreliable places and it's not it has nothing to do with your your comfort your ability to to live it has nothing to do with affordability it's all about green new deal and climate change well and and wind energy is not really that green because the amount of carbon that it takes to produce a wind turbine, the wind turbine will never offset the energy that it's produced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think a wind, wind is a good supplement when the wind is blowing, but certainly just relying on that as your, your, you know, one of your sole sources of generation, I think, is and pretty good, absurd. I mean, good luck when, you know, the, 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 that winter storm Uri when everything went out for a week or whatever – you know, we had actually a, a lot of people spoke up, and it it seems like ERCOT, it seems like Greg uh, Greg Abbott actually listened and did something about it. Um, you know, maybe it's not perfect, maybe there's still work to be done, and that's fine. But good luck getting something done, getting your voice heard. Should that happen again, and the federal government is in charge, right? Right. Hey, Garrett, thanks so much. We appreciate you weighing in. Uh, call us anytime. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is our number here. Uh, let's go over to East Austin. And uh, Jim is with us this morning. Good morning, Jim. Hey, guys. You know, I think we've already done our part for the nation. They're running people out of their states, and they're coming to Texas. We need to keep the energy we got to take care of the people they run off, don't you think? Sure. Sure. I, 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 would, I would say that we need to keep as much energy as, as we possibly can, uh, simply because it's ours. You know, and, and I speak for the people, but honestly, the industry that they're losing as well. Think about all the things that are coming to Texas now. We need the energy to pop to uh, support all that. We don't need to be, uh, you know, giving it away to these freebies coming across the border every day. I agree. I agree. Uh, thanks, Jim. We appreciate your uh, your thoughts on that. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is the number. Uh, if you had to, if you had to wager a guess right now, Brad, will this uh, Kassar Connect the Grid Act? You think it's going to gain enough traction to get any sort of passage? Do you think they want Texas to secede? <laughs> so no is what you're saying yes yeah no fair enough that's correct fair enough um we talked a little earlier this morning about something that uh that you actually found and a shift in gears here but uh it, this it's this poll that that finds about a third of americans saying that the first amendment goes too far mm -hmm. and uh, th those words don't make any like they, they don't make any logical sense to me. According to a new poll from the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, or FIRE, uh, a First Amendment organization, uh, they uh, they say nearly a third of Americans, including similar numbers of Republicans and Democrats, believe the First Amendment goes too far in the rights that it guarantees. More than half agree that their local community shouldn't allow a public speech that espouses a belief that people may find particularly offensive. Uh rife with problems to, to, I mean to, I, I mean I understand you can't yell fire in a movie theater but that's very different than you just espousing an opinion that some soft gen z college student 
can't stomach. Right. Well, fire in a movie theater is that's a call to action, right? right. And it, it can you know lead people to do things. But uh, yeah, just saying something that someone doesn't like, of course, that's that should be protected free speech, and you can you, you can say that. And of course, there's always the aspect of the freedom of association. Patrick, if you say something I don't like, I can walk out of this studio right now. That's that would be the adult thing to. Well, maybe not during the show. But after the show, well, it depends on how uh, you know how much you offend me. I don't know. There are <laughs> no, some things, but you're right. Yes, you can turn and walk away. Yeah, words only matter to the degree to the, words only have power to the extent to which you're willing to give them power. Sure. Right. So if somebody says something that is you know historically offensive, you you absolutely have the option to just turn around, walk away, not listen to it. Yeah, and unfortunately, people are being taught today that that words do have power. That words are violence, mm-hmm. and if you if someone says something that you don't like, that's that's that you find offensive, then they are committing a violent act against you. And they're not taught that. Hey, if that you know, if someone's saying something like that, you can, you don't have to listen. You can walk away. You don't have to talk to them ever again. Whatever the case may be. But unfortunately, these people want you to be. A, a quote-unquote ally, and when they say ally, what they mean is you have to agree with everything that they say and support everything that they do. Totally lockstep. It, it's not, you know, it, it's not supporting their ability to do it. It's supporting the actual message behind it. Right. Well, survey, uh, it, 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 it was in a conjunct, uh, in partnership with a group at Dartmouth College. They asked Americans their opinions on free speech and expression, and it found when it comes to whether people are able to freely express their views— more than two-thirds of respondents said they believe America's headed in the wrong direction. Only 25% of respondents agree that the right to free speech is very or completely secure. I'm not sure how anybody could, could argue it, that it's completely secure when you know, there are active campaigns out there, uh, especially from this, this current administration and, and, and supporters of it, to say, well, you can't say that because you know this, this is offensive, that's offensive, these words are not allowed anymore. You don't get to dictate speech. That's not to say that free speech doesn't come with consequences because you might get punched in the face. But you still have the right to say it. Uh, the, the, a lesson I try to teach my son uh, regularly. You know, it, you can say it, what your actions will have consequences. Your words may have consequences. Do whatever you want, but be aware of the consequences. That's right. Coming up on eight thirty three, Todd Nas Show, Patrick Osborne and Brad Swale joining us for the rest of the week. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety is our phone number here. Uh, if you want to weigh in on anything that uh, we've been talking about before the break, we mentioned that poll. Uh, that uh, two thirds, uh, pardon me, a, th- a third of, of respondents in this poll from the uh, the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression say they believe that the First Amendment goes too far in the rights that it guarantees. Um, the survey asked respondents to read a dozen controversial statements, pick the one they found the most offensive. The most disliked beliefs were uh, all whites are racist oppressors, followed by statements like America got what it deserved on 9-11 and January 6th was a peaceful protest. And then it asked the respondents whether or not they'd agree with allowing these opinions to be expressed in, in certain circumstances. Half uh, said uh, definitely or probably should not permit a public speech expressing uh, the opinion of which they found the most offense to. 69% said a local college should definitely or probably not allow a professor who holds an opinion that they find offensive to teach there. And of our quarter of respondents said that someone who previously said the offensive opinion should just flat out be fired and lose their job. What this tells me, you got Americans, most Americans still are very concerned about the, the, the direction our, our First Amendment right may be headed. Yep. But a growing number, likely young kids, probably want to see more censorship. And I, 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 to me, that's just, it's baffles. It baffles the mind. It makes no sense. It's completely un-American. But what do you think? 512-836-0590. Does the First Amendment go too far? I hate to break it to you, but, you know, some guy can be a jerk. We, we typically, 
we typically know what hate speech is. You know, we know the words, we know the phrases, uh, things that we can all agree on. <laughs> That's still protected free speech. I, ha- I mean, again, doesn't come without consequences. Of course. But there was a time that we understood. There was a time the ACLU even would have argued for something like that. You wouldn't get that from them nowadays. Of no, course, of course not. Because they don't believe in civil liberties. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious, uh, you know, if, if you think that this is... Uh, Legitimate five one two eight three six zero five nine. What do you think, Brad? Well, the ACL, ACLU now believes that the First Amendment has gone too far. I, I think so. It seems that way. They have uh, really, really uh, fought hard in, in recent years for things that 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 just don't make sense. That really uh, seem to be to the detriment of the nation. And then this would be one of them. You know, sure. Not not, not to, a nation that the uh, nation that claims to to have free speech, but then does not prop up that free speech. By all means, by, yeah. by any means necessary. I mean that, that that's a right that'll go away. Kind of like second, right? All the gun regulations and, and things. I mean, little by little, they're trying to erode that one. I think uh, the one and two, uh, one often needs to be. You know, yeah. That's I think is one of the most vital things that we have here: our ability to speak freely and without any sort of consequence uh, in terms of you know being thrown in jail for it or politically persecuted things like that sure yeah i mean it, you know if it is indeed young people that are that are, are pushing for restrictions on the first amendment on free speech and freedom of association you know my best advice to them if someone commits a hate speech against you you can walk away you can you, you can just say hey you know i, I don't want to deal with you anymore i'm going to leave mm-hmm. you know i'm, I'm never going to call you again not going to text you not going to whatever right? right not your friend anymore that's the adult thing to do well to walk away do we have adults Nowadays, not not a lot of them are out there. There is there is there are quite a few uh, let's say college students and uh, young adults that are absolutely stuck in a perpetual state of arrested development. I'd say yes, we've reached critical mass of failure that. to launch. Yep, yep, indeed. Yep. Hey, let's go over to Burleson. Damon has got some thoughts on this First Amendment poll. Good morning, Damon. Hey, Damon. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I wanted to start by saying the survey is only as good as you know who took it. Right, and uh, there's no telling. There's no telling what homeless camp they pass this survey around at. That's fair enough. So you kind of need to know some details. But having lived in numerous foreign countries where there is no freedom of speech or right to freedom of speech, uh, there's a side of this everyone's missing. They're, they get their feelings hurt. But, you know, in the U.K., you know, wonderful Britain, you can go to jail and be convicted mm-hmm. just for saying something that isn't popular. You can go to jail for misgendering someone over there. I'm sorry? You can go to jail for misgendering someone over there. I mean, that's kind of where we are. That would be the extreme of it. Yeah, I didn't know they'd gotten that carried away. But the, the people, the laws and the people that uh, would pass the laws because you said the wrong thing or hurt somebody's feelings, we would have to build new, new prisons. Uh, it's, it, it's to protect us from the state more than it is to give us the uh, the right to hurt someone's feelings. And I think that's missed. Well, at the end of the day, my rights really don't care about anybody else's feelings, nor should yours, right? I mean, at the, it, it, it's not always pretty, but they're still God-given rights. Uh, anyone who knows me will tell you that's the truth. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, Damon. Have a good one. 512-836-0590 is our number if you want to weigh in on this. Uh, West Austin we go. And uh, Brooks, good morning, Brooks. Hey, Brooks. Hey, guys. Good show as always. Thank you. Brad, you're, you're doing fantastic at filling in for Don, so appreciate you being there. Well, thank you. Um, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say I, I agree with you guys uh, generally. Yeah, you got to let people say what they're going to say. Um 
whether it's divisive or not, that's up to us to, you know, decide how we feel about that. I do think it's a little different with when you're talking about professors or people in a position where students are going to gain some sense of understanding and knowledge. Um, and not to say that they can't do it. I just don't think it's probably the best and, and safest platform to be, you know, influencing people as a teacher. You should be, uh, I don't know, subjective and, and make it clear that, hey, this is my opinion. Well, I would agree. I, I, I mean, and for the same way that, you know, we look at our, our universities and say, you know, we have so many, you know, ultra liberal progressive professors that are just pumping all this information and opinion into their students. I, I would have a problem the same way if all you had were ultra conservatives and that's the only viewpoint they were getting. I don't think that you really start to understand the world when you're only getting one perspective from either side. So exactly. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I am with you on that one, Brooks. Well, in the university, you want to be looking at things, you know, from multiple aspects and i don't know i enjoy looking at things from both sides i listen to you guys and then i listen to uh whatever it is public radio on the other side just so i can get some some back and forth in my own head so thank you guys for doing what you're doing thank you brooks have a good one 512-836-0590 you know i i think he's right i mean i i would i would have to draw the line at you know professors should not be allowed to say i think they should be allowed to say whatever they want but i'm with him it may be better, you know, for our education, uh, the, the kids who are getting an ed- education to actually just be taught instead of be guided toward a certain philosophy well, one way or another. I mean, hopefully, I mean, it depends on the class, obviously, right? You're, you you want to take an accounting class, you're going to be learning about accounting. There's not a lot of opinion there. I mean, I guess maybe there's opinions on the best way to do accounting. I don't know. But you get the idea. If you're in a class, I don't know, philosophy or something like that where, where an opinion might matter and you engage in those ideas and you might actually learn something about, you know, your own opinions and other people's opinions, how to defend them. You learn more about them, and you might learn something about critical thinking. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, professors want to share their opinion, fine, but it would be a, a, another story altogether that if you don't share their opinion, you get, you know, you go from an A to a B. Eight forty-six. Todd Nasho, Patrick Osborne, Brad Swale. Uh, we were talking before the break uh, about this poll This uh, from uh, a, a First Amendment group. They call themselves the uh, Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression. It found a third of respondents say the, the First Amendment goes too far in the rights that it guarantees. And uh, kind of the poll kind of gets into whether or not uh, professors and universities should be allowed to have full uh, full range of free speech in their classrooms, things like that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think the general opinion from a lot of people is that they already do. And typically it's an extremely left-leaning opinion and it poisons many, many young minds that in some cases are, are too young to even know what in of the playpen smells the worst. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course. So I, 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 you can't shout fire in a movie theater, but I don't believe, I mean, that's not the same thing as having free speech and the freedom to, to speak your mind on whatever fearlessly sure. on whatever, no matter how many people disagree with you or dislike it. Uh, and, and no, it does not go too far uh, in, in, uh, in, in certain speech that it guarantees. Yeah. It, it doesn't go far enough. Sure. It doesn't go far enough. In fact, I think it's, it's being eroded little by little by people who, you know, one of the most egregious sins that you could commit in this modern era, especially in this country, is to say something mean, to be mean and hurt somebody's feelings. Unforgivable sin. Murder? Ah, forget about it. Everybody deserves a second chance. But you say something mean, you say somebody something deems offensive, and they get a groundswell behind them, and they get you fired over it, and they ruin your whole life over it. You were just mean. Words right? or violence, Patrick? I think the uh, quote that I heard uh, at a protest at one point was, 
words are literal violence. Well, silence is also literal violence, so I don't know what to do anymore. Do I say silent? Do I say something? What am I supposed to do here? Well, I think you're supposed to say something, but only that which is approved. Uh, state, state-sponsored state speech is approved. The, the Ministry of Truth needs to come back. Right. What was her name? I can't remember. Ah, uh, gosh. I'd totally forgotten about that, but yes, I forgot that that even existed. Yeah, it'll come back one but day. It did, it did. One day. Uh, Pam is on uh, I-35, has some thoughts on this. Good morning to you, Pam. Hey, how are y'all today? Doing Great, well. Pam. Good. Um, so from everything I've read and heard and the podcast I've listened to, I mean, the bottom line is these kids, and it's already cycled around through the colleges, and that's why these young teachers are so progressive, but... They're being taught what to think and not how to think. And there was a really good clip that was going around a couple of weeks ago. Um, I heard it multiple times on Daily Wire. Um, But a teacher actually, and I can't remember what the topic was, but it was one of those controversial topics. I think it was the Israeli-Gaza thing. Um, And this teacher was asking the student thoughtful questions, and the student was thinking and answering, and he totally reversed what his original opinion was because he didn't just mouth what uh, mainstream media was saying and what the talking points are. He actually thought about it. And it's like that's what's missing in our schools and colleges. You mean thought is missing in our schools and colleges? Critical thought. <laughs> Brainwashing is what's going on. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, we're... It- we see we see the product of it every day. Uh, there there is not a lot of independent thought on college campuses. They no. they think they're thinking independently, or they're bucking the system somehow. But really, they're just thinking what everybody else around they're, they're in their own little bubble, their own little uh, echo chamber. But yeah, it's it's whatever they it's whatever they heard on late night TV the night before that you know there's a laugh track too. They're 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 promoting these opinions that are so widely accepted, but think that they're they're bucking the system. Yeah. And they're not. But it starts in elementary school. These elementary school teachers need to go back to the basics and teach these kids how to think, how to look at for information, not turn on your TV, but actually look for information and dig deep and think about both sides. And, of course, mainstream media, by not presenting both sides, they're definitely not helping. No, no, they are not. Uh, all great points, Pam. Thanks so much for joining us. Call us anytime. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a great day. 512-836-0590 is the number. I think most of us can agree that free speech should be protected at all costs. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to like it. And she she brought up teachers and how they teach and everything. But unfortunately, in the, the education schools now at universities, the teachers go there and they... They read books about critical, th- the different kinds of critical theory, and all that teaches is that the, the, the current system is an oppressive system. There's oppressors and oppressed, uh, very, very Marxist in, in origin, and their job is not to, I don't know, actually teach reading, writing, arithmetic, the things that you send your kids to school for. Their job is to tear down the system because it's just, the system is oppressive. So they're teaching kids not to critically think, but to tear down the system. Right. That's right. why you have, you know, students that can't hardly do, they can't pass a, a standardized test and get quality scores, but they'll gladly go out and protest, I don't know, abortions or guns or whatever the case may be. Right. Right. right? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. And and it's not, I mean, we're, we're certainly not progressing. Uh, that well, way. we're progressing. I just don't know where we're progressing to. Wrong direction. Right? We're, we're regressing in yes. many ways as a nation. We are regressing. Uh, all, all the more reason to get out there and vote locally, 
statewide, nationally, make your voices heard. You know, if you're sick and tired of it, it's, I mean, it's got to be done at the polls. You know, you got to start getting people out of there or you just keep getting the same old stuff and getting the right people in there. You know, yeah. Just replacing one clown with another clown who has maybe a, a different colored shoes is not going to change anything. Well, Still got a red nose. Well, they they do they still do have a red nose. That's right. right. It, it seems like they're all clowns, and I'm not sure. You know, yeah, get the right person in there. They got to stick their guns, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of hitting the polls, uh, the anticipated rematch between Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump appears to be a step closer. It's another one in the win column for former President Trump. The former president with a sizable victory over Nikki Haley in Tuesday's Michigan Republican primary. We're going to make America great again, greater than ever before. And I just want to thank everybody. You've been incredible. And I'm so proud of the results because they're far greater than anticipated. However, Haley not calling it quits yet. We had 14 people in the race. I defeated a dozen of the fellas. I just got one more fella I got to catch up to. Next up, Super Tuesday, which will feature contests in 16 states. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. All right, so you got like 800 and something delegates that are uh, up for grabs on, on Super Tuesday. And I think Trump is going to claim the overwhelming majority of those. Nikki Haley continues to stick around. She continues to say that, uh, well, Donald Trump, you know, he, he hasn't even gotten 60%. Uh, he's only gotten 60% support. Well, you, I mean, she hasn't even come close to 50% support yet. Uh, and, and she's acting like she has a better shot than him. She made some comment, uh, I think it was just yesterday, you know, saying, well, I'm going to stay in despite losing yet again, uh, this time in Michigan. But she, she says, uh, if Donald Trump clinches the nomination... She believes he's going to lose in November, and uh, she said that uh, this may be, what was her quote here? It says, this may be his survival mode to pay his legal fees and get out of some sort of legal peril, but this is like suicide for our country, end quote. Uh, she, she said about reelecting Donald Trump over her. She sounds like Democrats in 2016. Doesn't she? She sounds like Hillary Clinton in 2015, mm. right? She does. She's, she's, the, she's, she's the, the reiteration of, of Hillary Clinton, but with an R next to her name. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, it, it, it is absolutely her right to stay in this race. Uh, but, I mean, she lost significantly yet again last night. She lost days before that in her own backyard. She's lost in Iowa and in New Hampshire. She lost to none of these candidates by a fairly wide margin in Nevada, but she still thinks she's going to win. And I don't have a problem with her staying in the race, you know, just in, in the generality of her being there. But it's the fact that she is so delusional. It's obnoxious. Well, Patrick, you're missing the key point there, and she keeps telling you every single time you play that clip, she beat those 12 fellas. That's what she says. She beat right? them. She, and she did it. That's what she says. Well, wow. good for you. She even lost to some of them and still somehow beat them. Well, Diego is in Bastrop, and I bet you he would beg to differ with that comment there. Good morning to you, Diego. Hey, Diego. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Hey, great show, guys. Thank you. Hey, it's exactly what I was calling to say. Uh, this woman, every time I hear, when she just started, I do like her. You know, when she said, I'm going to run, this is good for, for her to run. Now, every time I hear, I hear her talking, I just feel like I want to puke. <laughs> she just keeps saying all the time, Oh, I beat 14 fellas. I just need to be. She haven't beat no one. Yeah. Donald Trump beat them. They're out because Donald Trump made them quit. That's right. That's right. That's what they did. She, she didn't beat no one. No one's and afraid of Nikki Haley. Some, yeah. And then she said something yesterday, I believe. So, they're, oh, I say I'm going to run all the way to Super Tuesday. And I'm a woman of my work. 
Yeah, yeah. You are a woman and you work, you shouldn't be running because you say one time, I will never run against Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. So she's she's not a woman or what? Yeah. Good point, well, Diego. I'm a woman, hey, I'm a I, I will run until Super If you are a woman and you work, you should be running right now. Yeah. You say one time that you're not going to run ever against Donald Trump, but there you are. There she is running. Time and money. Hey, Diego, th- we're up against the clock, my friend, but thanks so much. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed two to three years. Rhino Shield is guaranteed for 25 years. Hey, everybody, Todd Jeffries here for Rhino Shield. It's a ceramic coating that is eight times thicker than paint. It can be applied over any surface, including wood, bricks, stucco, steel, hardy board, vinyl, even your roof. And right now, they're offering a 15% discount. For a free quote, Texas Rhino Shield at 855 855- Rhino TX. That's 855 Rhino TX. And online, TexasRhinoShield.com.